Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome back to episode 67 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by The Hub Chicago. I'm going to talk about some stuff this week. We got the XFL. Obviously, that that happened and kicked off. We're going to talk about XFL coming up this weekend. And we're also going to talk about NBA All-Star Weekend. It might throw a little something cool in there at the end that Travis Travis doesn't know about yet that I just thought of off the top of my head. Um, well, actually, I thought of, it, thought of it as I was eating dinner. And I was like, that would be cool. That would be a cool question to ask. So I uh, might get th- something thrown your way. Anyway, we're going to talk about, kick off the show, talking about week one of the XFL. So Travis <clears> and I got to sit down and watch. I got to watch two games. I watched the D.C. Defenders and the Seattle Dragons game. Didn't really get to catch any of the late late Saturday or early Sunday game, except for like the fourth quarter, and then I watched the Battle Hawks and Renegades game. Um, so basically, you know, just kind of want to kick it off. Like, do you think the XFL was successful for, for, for their first week? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that was expected. Like, obviously, all this hype built up around it. Like, people are going to watch it no matter what. Just the – Issue, not issue, but like what they have to do moving forward is just keep people engaged in it. Like the quality cannot drop off after just a few weeks, kind of like it did in the AAF. Yeah, I don't feel like the quality was all that great. If I'm being real, being real honest with you, the the quality of football was obviously it wasn't the NFL, um, but it was still good enough to keep me entertained. I thought what was, what was successful and what they did right. And I hope it, the wow factor still stays there. I think it might have just been there because of week one. But it was like the access we got on the broadcast. Like interviewing players before they messed up. Like I know they interviewed the, the defenders. Um, kicker after you missed a 35-yard field goal. They interviewed that Battlehawks player that fucked up Marquette King's punt. Um, right on the sidelines, like right after it happened, they were not very happy with it. And then whenever the whenever do a booth initiated replay, being able to hear the head referee talk to the referees on the field and explain the call, I thought was phenomenal. And it's something the NFL will 100% adopt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know though. You you'd say that they would adopt it if they were smart, but you got to think. Then again, who is in charge of the NFL? Probably not the smartest human out there. Yeah, um, I mean, but that but that, was, that, I mean, that show was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. I liked how – I mean, just pretty much everyone was mic'd up. Like, every once in a while you could hear what play calls the offensive coordinators were calling. Now, granted, you have no idea what the fuck play call they were going to actually run. Yeah, you got to be playing at a high level of football. Yeah, understand. very high. Like, you can't yeah. just play Madden every day and know what they're calling. Because me and Garrett were listening to a few, and we heard them, and we were like, oh, that's going to be a run. That's going to be a pass. I think we were wrong 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to play some collegiate football at a high level to know kind of what they're saying. But, or, you know, coach, coach, be a coach somewhere, maybe even high school. But 
still, I think it was, uh, it was cool. The access we got was awesome. That was successful. With that being said. But hang on. Go ahead. I want to talk like the fans. The fans were into it. It looked like there were a lot of people there. I didn't realize um, actually the quality of atten- the attendance of AAF games and how high that, that was. They averaged throughout their eight weeks of play uh, 15,000 fans a game. For like, and that is every single game. Now, four of those teams didn't have above 12,000 or 13,000 fans averaging per game. And then the uh, XFL, every single game this weekend averaged right around the 17,000. So, yeah, I know I, I expect to be better, bigger this weekend. I know I was reading some stuff. Um, LA's. Season opener is almost they, – they, they opened the season this weekend at home. Theirs is almost sold out. I know Seattle, they were, they were only going to have the lower bowl. I think they're playing at Century they playing, I think they're playing at CenturyLink too. Yeah, I think they were just going to have the lower bowl open. I just read – I follow this one guy who's like the, this like XFL fan account, but he's like really, really good. His name's XFL Connor if you want to go, you want to go give him a, fall, a follow or Connor XFL. Um, but, but he said the Seattle Dragons have actually opened up some seats in the upper bowl because they sold out the lower bowl. And then the Battle Hawks season opener on twenty on the 23rd is going to sell out. There's going to be 27,000 people in the Dome. So I think the attendance is going to end up being better than the, than the AAF because week one we had home openers in Dallas, Houston, who both have good NFL teams, New York, and um, D.C. But I, the D.C. game was packed. Yeah, I mean, well, they all – none of them had over 18,000. They were all in the 17,000s. In the AAF San Antonio, they had four games. They averaged 27,000 fans a game. Damn. But, well, like no, I said, only yeah. the top three had impressive numbers, and then it just was a huge drop-off. Yeah. Uh, XFL, but, I feel like, is going to be able to hold that. I'm hoping so anyways. So um, you're saying the attendance was, was a success for week one for them? I think that they could do better, but in terms of like it not shitting the bed, I think it just, I think it did all right. But the yeah. fans that were there seemed like they were very into the game. Like I saw some, some fans that were dressed up, face painted like you would in an NFL game. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely cool to see. With that being said, what do you think could be improved upon? Um, I have one thing that I, my one qualm with it, um, but I'll kind of let you go first. Like what could they, what can they improve upon from week one to week two to make it to make it a better experience? Essentially, is is your because I have two. Is one of yours uh, like clock issues? It's the gameplay. Like it just seemed yeah. a bit. It seemed a bit clunky, which is to be expected. It's the first week um, with all these new rules. Yeah, mine was just mine was in specifically the inside the two minute game clock with like the whole the ball the game clock doesn't start running. Till five seconds after they set the ball down, the play I don't clock. Think, I don't think that's going in, going anywhere though. I really don't. No, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like they had some troubles. Oh, yeah. getting the clock situated and everything like the that. The same thing. Like, it's supposed to be a running clock the whole game. I definitely saw sometimes, especially in that DC game, because it was the first game that whenever the ball would go out of bounds or the player would go out of bounds with ball, ball incomplete pass, they would stop the clock when it was outside of two minutes. And they're not supposed to do that. Oh, I didn't um, even – I totally even forgot about that rule. Yeah, so you're supposed to have the clock running. So I don't know if, like, the clock operator – I'm sure that you, they're borrowing clock operators from the NFL and from college who are used to stopping the clock like that. So it's probably just a bit clunky, something to get used to. Also, I did notice 
um, that the refs had some trouble with the shortened play clock issue with it only being 25 seconds instead of 40. They were take... paying attention that like as soon as they should have been. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they are used to a lot like these, again, these are all refs who were in, I remember they'd talk about all the refs that are in college or they had some sort of refing experience at the high, at a higher level. So they're not used to it. I think they'll get it figured out, but that was the one thing I think they could, they could improve on. Yeah. Mine other outside of that was honestly just more, or they had play calls that weren't as aggressive as I thought they would be. Yep. PFT and big cat talked about this. I think that like, obviously they're not trying to compete with the NFL in the terms of rules, quality of football. So they need to quit playing to their style. These fourth and shorts from, you know, your own 40 up until their 40, fourth and short, fourth and medium, they need to be going for it, making these games a little bit more interesting rather than punting on fourth and one from your own 40. Because they made the whole punt rules so that that would be kind of straight away from. And I just saw, especially in the Battle Hawks game, they had a fourth and one from their own 40 and they punted it. Uh, definitely you got to go for it there. Yeah, 100%. I also didn't like how no one utilized the double forward pass or any of the cool rules like that. I mean, you literally you, – these coaches are – I mean, quit coaching like you're coaching for your, for your job. That's what I, I'm saying. And I'm calling out Mark Tressman on that. The motherfucker kicked a field goal down 20 points on the five-yard line. Or down – he was down, I think, maybe 16 or 17, which in the XFL, that's technically a two-score game. Why are you kicking a field goal? Because it's – and he also put in Aaron Murray on the five-yard line 19 different times. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Those, those things could be improved upon. Overall, we liked it. We're going to talk about the point after attempt for touchdown percentage because we know they can't kick extra points. Um, Jarrett, thoughts? So It was bad. It was very bad. Travis and I were talking about this earlier in the week um, and about how – like I think it was Monday or Tuesday whenever we were on our way to work, we were talking about, we want to know the percentage. So I broke it down. And so did Travis. Travis, did you break it down? Like each single play and like the team, like the best team of the weekend was Houston or New York, I guess you could say also, but Houston was two of four from the two pointers and O of one from one. New York was two out of three from, from, from the one point uh, range. Yeah. So there were nine overall, there are 19 point after attempts Zero three-point attempts. Which is asinine to me. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, there were eight two-point attempts and 11 one-point attempts. So no, not a lot of people are going for two. Um, and overall, there was only seven of the 19 attempts converted. Seven of 19. Yeah, and that equals to be at 36.8%, so right at 37%. Um, so I mean, not great. I mean, four of those four of the 11 one point attempts were made, only four of 11, and then three of the eight two point conversions were made. Yeah, so really, I mean, if you're looking at it from a statistical standpoint, if you are a sabermetrics guy, as of right now, they're you're obviously very, very it's a very slim margin, but you're better off going for two than you are for three. Um, by a percentage standpoint. That's a little about 1.2% better. No one went for three, so we have no data on that. I would like to see more teams do that this weekend because I think if you're going from the 10-yard line, it spreads the field out a bit, makes it bigger, and you can able to utilize some of those trick plays that the XFL wants to encourage um, that you might pull out. Like, how many teams pull out trick fucking plays in the, inside the 10-yard line? 
Yeah, I think about the Philly special when the Dolphins ran that special play this year where literally fucking um, the kicker flipped it to the punter or whatever it was. Like just stuff yeah. like that I feel like can be utilized inside 10 yards. Can't really do it inside five or one. So That and also if you score a touchdown and then get a three-point conversion, that just changes the game in general because you're not used to seeing a nine-point swing by one team in one drive ever in football. So yeah. there's that. <clears throat> um as far as the rushing and passing statistics, these extra points, um, five of the seven made were rushing and only two of them were passing. Interesting. So Interesting. I will say shout out to the singles battle Hawks. They have two out of the top three rushers in the league. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Jones is leading the league in rushing and Jordan, Ta- Jordan Tamu is third. Dang. Yeah. None none of them over 100 yards, though. No. Matt Jones had, I think, 80-something yards. No 100-yard rusher in week one. I feel like it was a big – I feel like every team was doing a running back by committee, like trying to figure out who was their best. Yeah, it was – like, if you played uh, FanDuel or DraftKings like me and Jared this weekend, it was very tough because you had no idea who was getting the ball. Now, going into week two, we have a better idea. But anyway, lastly, just to recap, XFL week one, we'll talk about what's the biggest surprise. Like, what stood out to you? Like – this is kind of like an open bag question. Could be anything. Outside of the lack of aggressive play calling, I would say that the kick returns not being returned for a far yardage, because I, I would think that, you know, if the blockers are starting five, ten yards apart, that's going to be able to allow them to create space. Apparently that didn't happen because not one kickoff was returned past the 50, I don't think. Yeah, uh, that was very disencouraging to see. Um, although the, the level of special teams plays outside of like the non exciting kick returns was pretty good. I mean, the, the kickers and punters were good for the most part. Um, and he had two block punt touchdowns. I do. I honestly, God think there's going to be a lot. Like if, if there's one position group I could pick out of the XFL that's has a shot to make it in the NFL, it's these special teamers. Um, I think Marquette King, if he, if he continues to kick like he did, he'll get an, he'll get another crack at the NFL. Some of these kickers, they may get pulled up and called out of nowhere whenever Cody Parkies of the world do double doinks and shit like that. So um, that was impressive. For me, it was the biggest surprise. I was honestly, honestly surprised at the terrible coaching that Mark Tressman did and the horrible quarterback play that Aaron Murray had. I mean, this is a guy that was good in the AAF, has NFL experience. Mark Tressman has experience in these lower-level football leagues, and they played awful. Um, and, played it, and he played it way too safe. And if Quentin, if Quentin Flowers is not the starting quarterback this weekend for the Tampa Bay Vipers, then you can kiss their season goodbye because he is the only shot they have at winning. Um, well, Aaron Murray hasn't practiced this week. Good deal because Quentin Flowers should be the quarterback, even, even if Aaron Murray is practicing. Yeah, so we'll talk about that, though, because we're going to yeah. cover the games this week. Which, to me, that was, that was the uh, – also in L.A., the Wildcats firing their defensive coordinator – after one week was wild. Yeah, and they were the team that I said their defense was going to be solid. Apparently their defensive coordinator had his head up his ass. Yeah. And so, got, got routed by Houston. Yeah. So, um, anyway, gambling update. Um, Jared, is on, Jared is on just a terrible, terrible lo- losing streak. We put out some more lines tonight. It is Wednesday. Neither of us are doing well. It just seems like every single fucking time we bet on a team, they cannot shoot that day. They pull out either their worst shooting performance 
their worst performance on the field, whether it's football, basketball, doesn't matter. They play so, terrible. The day we their, their worst anything performance, it seems that just seems to be the case. I mean, it's just it's annoying. It's it's not fun. I mean, as as I sit here and look at my phone about our Wednesday night picks, I mean, I was in a good spot. Oh shit, I was six or something units up right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, you were like six units up. Now you're nine units down. Because I had that 11-unit swing on fucking Super Bowl Sunday, and I have not recovered. This is how it's going to go. Like, I, and I, honest to God, I honest to God don't think I, I'm going to be able to claw, claw back to positive. It's February. Dude, that's, that nine is a lot to recover. It's okay. You can do it. I was four down heading into Super Bowl weekend, and now I'm eight up. So we just kind of opposite swung, swung things. Except for I might be down after tonight because my picks are looking absolutely horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So hopefully the XFL can save us. Um, maybe, maybe it can. We'll see. Let's dive into it. Let's jump into some week two XFL lines, some NBA all-star talk in the, the DeGeneres Digest segment. So let's get after it. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. All right, week two, XNFL. Time to see if it is really what everyone's talking about. And if the quality's there, like it was in week one. Starting with our first game on Saturday at 1 o'clock, we have the Guardians at the Defenders. The Defenders are the three-point favorites at home. The over-under is 47.5. What are you leaning in this game? I love the Defenders in this matchup. As Same. The, as the three-point favorites. Um, I definitely think in terms of quarterback play, outside of P.J. Walker, um, down in Houston, which I think might have been a fluke because L.A. fired their defensive coordinator. We'll find out this weekend whenever they play the Battle Hawks, a very vaunted defense. Um, no, but other than that, I do think that the quarterback play in D.C. was some of the best of the weekend. Um, I think the Guardians got lucky. I mean, if you really look at this, Travis and I were talking about this as well, people are going to jump because the Guardians dominated, quote-unquote, dominated Tampa Bay 23-3. But, the but they didn't, though. They, play, they played bad. Tampa Bay outgained them, outgained New York this weekend, 394 to 226, almost 170 yards. They had eight more first downs, and the Vipers had drives that ended on the New York 6, due to, due to a pick, the New York 32 on a missed field goal, the New York 27 due to another pick. Uh, they kicked the field goal from the New York 5, which is stupid. They should have went for the touchdown there. And they had turnover on downs on the New York 6 and the New York 2 in the game. So just – Lack of capitalization there. Like how many that's, – that's like four or five drives inside the 10-yard line. And while you might be able to credit that to the Guardians' defense no, in the red zone, so. no, I credit that to Aaron Murray sucking dick 
within the 10 yard line. That's Cardell Jones and DC won't do that. So I am no. going to hammer the defenders at minus three. This is I'm, I do one two unit bet a weekend for the XFL. So I'm allowing myself. This is my two, two unit bet this weekend. Defenders minus three. Okay. I'm just doing one. Cause I have a bigger one a little bit later on, but kind of just what Jared said. Um, the guardians are not that good. People might be jumping on them a little too soon, even though they are the underdog, but they're outgained by the Vipers. They did score one defensive touchdown, so their offense is not that good. Matt McGloin is not that good at all, especially against this defenders team. I'm going hey, with Travis, much. What? Are they are they not that good? No, they're not that good at all. You just said it like four times, so I had to call you out on it. I'm I'm a little bit repetitive. Dramatic effect here. All right. I've been drinking for a few hours. Yeah. Hot in my office. I'm sweating. Um, Carl Jones is the better quarterback. The defenders are the better team. There you go. So one unit minus three defenders. It's going to take us to the second game on Saturday at 4 p.m. on Fox. You have the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Vipers traveling to Seattle for their home opener. Tampa Bay is the two is two and a half point favorites. And the over under is 46. Travis, I'm going to let you lead this off. Who do you like in this one? I am taking the Vipers minus two and a half. For the only sole reason is because I just told you earlier, Aaron Murray has not practiced this week. They said that he's probably not going to play. And I love that. They had, they played well last weekend while not being able to put the ball in the end zone. Their offense looked good. And I saw them run with some drives with Quentin Flowers and he just opens up the playbook, lets them have a little bit more creative calling. They were lining them up out wide, motioning them in, letting them run. They were doing read option with him, so he can scramble like crazy. He gives them a good advantage. So I'm going Vipers, two and a half point favorites, one unit. Awesome. I'm doing the same thing. I'm hammering. We took the Vipers as a road favorite last week against New York. Did not pan out in our favor, um, but I'm doing it again this week at one unit as well. Um, because just because, like Travis said, Quentin Flowers is playing quarterback. You know, Seattle, LA, and Tampa Bay are fighting to see who's going to be the worst team in this league. I don't see Mark Tressman letting Tampa Bay be the the worst team after two weeks. And really, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Exonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Exonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about, and it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. 
to me kind of to, to, to throw something else out there. Um, you know, the dragons aren't going to have any tape, you know, all these teams now they're going to have week one game tape to look at, but they're not going to have a full game of Quentin flowers to look at because he didn't play the full game. So he's kind of going to be like a Lamar Jackson esque yeah. quarterback for the XFL, which obviously is succeeding. Yeah. So I do like the Vipers as well. I'm going to take them at minus two and a half also. Bam. That's your Saturday games, Sunday games. First one at two o'clock. You have the Dallas Renegades, the four point favorites on the road at the LA Wildcats, and the over under is 47. Um, what do you got here? So I'm actually going to lean and take Dallas here because I wasn't impressed with Dallas's offense last week, but they did play their back at quarterback. Philip Nelson did not look good. He missed a lot of open receivers. And, I mean, if Landry Jones plays that game, you could be talking about a 1-0 Dallas team right now. Who knows? Um, I do th- Landry Jones seemed confident that he's going to be able to play this week. So if he does, I think Dallas bounces back in a big way. Remember, they were the favorites to win the league whenever, before the season opened up. Um, and L.A. led up four, four t- passing touchdowns last week. They just fired their defensive coordinator. I don't see a new guy being able to turn things around in a week. So I think Dallas is going to roll this one. I'm taking them as the four-point favorites. All right. I am also taking the Renegades. Um, like Jared said, they were, that, were that, they were without Landry Jones. Who knows if he's going to play this week or not, but the Battlehawks defense looked very good, and they were still able to put together some drives. They ended up short in field goals, but the Wildcats got absolutely steamrolled. Uh, by DC last week and they're now looking at an 0-2 start right in the face they're going up against I mean Dallas was the league favorites to win this whole thing so if they start out 0-2 or have a rough start that's not going to look very good even without Landry Jones I see them covering with how bad LA looked so as my preseason pick suggested Wildcats are not good and I'm taking the Renegades minus four for one unit awesome well that rolls into the Sunday night game Prime time at 5 o'clock on FS1. You have the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Houston Roughnecks. Um, the Roughnecks are seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 50 points. Travis, what are you leaning here? Oh, I mean, you can't take anything else but the under here. Dude, we have, do we, did we just really do all four picks the same? I guess we did because you yeah. can't take anything but the under here. 50 points. They scored 24 last week. Um, I think this is high because the Roughnecks had four touchdowns, but I think the Battlehawks defense is a bit better than what people are, are, are leading on here. Not only, yeah, not only are they a good defense, they're one of only two teams to, allow, to not allow a touchdown in week one. Um, and I just think Philip Walker is overrated. Honestly, yeah. I think that that was a little bit of a fluke in week one with his four touchdowns. A lot of those, he relies on the big play ball the deep passes in which st louis's safeties and corners play deep they're they're even saying on the broadcast their safeties are playing back that you can't really get a big pass off on them yeah they really limit philip walker yeah you're not going to take you're not going to take the top off the st louis secondary i mean and that sounds weird to me to say for a team i root for every fucking football team i root for their weakness is a secondary i think that's the battle hawk strength i told travis that you know, the, the pass rush isn't great. The linebacker play could improve a bit, but the secondary has been phenomenal. And they were phenomenal on Sunday. Um, 
So I also am taking the under here. I don't like the spread because I want to take the Battle Hawks to cover, but they, they played a backup quarterback last week. Let's see how they do this week against Houston. I still think this under will hit. I'm seeing no matter who wins, like a like a 20 to maybe 16 game or something like that, like very low scoring. Nothing's even going to come close to 50. So I'm putting one unit. Travis, is this your two-unit your, your two game? This is my three-unit game. Three units on Dang. the battle. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do two units as well because um, I, I like that one a lot. You know, while I was rolling through these, that was the two I was confident about. So I'm going to do two units. Travis is going to do three. So I said, fuck it. Let's roll with it. Of the under of 50 on the Battle Hawks at the Roughnecks. And that really wraps up week two of the XFL. It's going to be very interesting to see who's a pretender and who's a contender after this week in terms of these 0-1-1-0 teams. Um, with that being said, XFL is going to be very exciting. Travis and I had a, a lot of fun watching last weekend, especially the St. Louis game. Um, let's roll into NBA All-Star Weekend because that's also happening this weekend. So a big weekend on the sports front. Um, and it all starts on Friday night with the NBA All-Star Weekend. Friday night we got the Celebrity All-Star Game and the Rising Stars Game. We're not going to talk about the right. We're not going to talk about the Rising Stars game because that's just kind of who cares. But we are going to have a little fun talking about the Celebrity All Star Game, which has got some hilarious, some hilarious rosters. First of all, you got Team Mike Wilbon and Team Stephen A. Smith. Are they playing? Or are they just coaching? Uh, no, they're just coaching. I would love to see Stephen A. Smith get out there and just absolutely embarrass himself. No, well, Mike Wilbon's fat, so I mean, it's not like he would be very great either but those are your two team captains so or your two team coaches then you have captains on each team we're going to go team wilbon first your captain is common everyone knows who common is the rapper you got bad bunny the little hispanic guy and then hannibal burris everyone knows who hannibal burris is he's an actor comedian kane brown country artist is going to play one of the only black country artists is hootie um, I heard he. I heard he's cheated and he's lied. God, he broke down. And he's cried. <laughs> Does, but, he, but, he, but he's got one thing right, and that's that's get, catching an L. Yeah. He also got John Bast- Baptiste. He's the musician and band leader for the Late Show. Stephen Colbert. Who cares? Some guy from SNL, Alex Moffat or Moffay. Some chef named Chef Jose Andreas. Um, famous Los, a comedian. Jadena, who's a recording artist, who sang Classic Man, a fucking banger of a fucking song. Oh, that's him? Yeah. I saw that name. I was like, don't know him. Yeah. But now I know who he is. I'm a classic man. Oh, I know the song very well. Yeah. Chelsea Gray, who apparently is in the WNBA, and then Quentin Richardson, uh, the former NBA player. They're going to get killed. Yeah, I was going to say. By Stephen A's team. Yeah, go ahead and rip off Stephen A's team, Trev. Yeah, the captain's chance the rapper – so probably better than Common. Quavo always balls out on these things. Quavo's yep. so good. Taylor Bennett, he's a rapper. LaRoyce Hawkins, actor from Chicago PD. LaRoyce Hawkins was in um, Straight Outta Compton. He played uh, Dr. Dre. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Adams, a.k.a. Creamy Biggums. The, the, uh, Spice Adams, he played in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Lassery, the co-owner of the Bucks. Ronnie 2K. If you've played 2K, you know who he is. Caitlin Ohashi, a gymnast. Lil Rel Howery, who's an actor and comedian. You got Asia Wilson, the WNBA player from South Carolina. And Darius Miles, the NBA legend. 
no doubt in my mind that they're going to absolutely annihilate. I saw Quavo was on Stephen A's team, and I'm like, it's over. Like, Quavo, like, fucking balls out. Like, he's – didn't he play, like, basketball in college or some shit like that? I was have that, no idea. That was two chains. That was two chains. But he is very good, and they are going to dominate. Especially with, they have Asia Wilson. So I don't really think the girls, like – like, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying they don't really ever try in these things. I think they just kind of goof well, off. Yeah, because if they get hurt in these things, they're fucking – they have to literally play – women basketball players have to play in WNBA and overseas to even make a decent decent money. So um, they don't want to get hurt. But that's Friday. We're both going with Team Stephen A. Doubt you can bet on it. Um, Saturday is the best is the best of NBA, of NBA All-Star Weekend to me because of the three challenges they have. Um, you got the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, the Mountain Dew three-point contest – in the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. So we're going to start out with the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, and we're going to pick a winner for each of these. But Taco Bell Skills Challenge, you got Spencer Dinwiddie, who's the plus 290. He's the favorite. Can you say this guy's name? Because like, I never can. Yeah, it's Shay Gildas-Alexander from OKC. He's plus 400. Which he's stepping in for Derrick Rose, because Derrick Rose is hurt. Um, Jason Tatum is at plus 450. Pascal, The reigning champ. Pascal Siakam is plus 450. Chris Middleton, plus 550. Uh, DeMontis Sabanis is plus 700. Pat Beverly is plus 700. And Bam Adebayo is plus 1,200. Travis, who is your pick to win this? Um, not only – I guess you could, you could maybe pick two, but, like, who would you pick if you're, if you're gambling? Yeah, we're, and we're just doing these for fun. We're not going to put yeah. any, any units on them, but – I honestly am going to go with Demonis Sabonis because I feel like these like little shifty point guards never win this for some reason. It's usually like big man Sabonis is like that, like three, four kind of guy. And he's very undervalued at plus 700. feel like, and he's a very good outside range shooter. So he's going to go down and be that one to like just bang that 35 footer for the win, which cause you have to hit that three point shot for the win. Yeah, for sure. I'm going Sabonis. I'm actually also doing uh, the other plus 700 guy, and I'm doing Pat Beverly. Um, I just think he's the most well-rounded dude in this whole group. I'm not really high on Spencer Dinwiddie being the favorite. Um, I don't think Tatum's going to repeat. Um, so I'm just going to go – I'm going to go Pat Beverly. I think he's like the most rounded guy. Passes the ball a lot. Um, can do a lot of fundamental basketball things. The one thing that scares me is him shooting that three-pointer at the end of the thing, like you said. So, But I'm going to go Pat Beverly here. All right. Um, the Mountain Dew three-point contest. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I have some stats on on their three point shooting that I'll I'll talk about after I rattle off uh, the contestants. So you got Trey Young as the favorite, who's plus three seventy five, tied with Damian Lillard plus three seventy five. Then you got Joe Harris plus four hundred, who is the reigning champ. Duncan Robinson at four hundred. Davis Bertans at four fifty. 
Buddy Heald at plus 650, Devontae Graham at 1,000, and Zach Levine at 1,200. Can I just go ahead and say, is it bad that I only know like half these guys? I know. I don't know who Devontae Graham is. I don't know who fucking Devontae Graham plays for the Hornets. He's a rookie or second year. The only person I don't know is Duncan Robinson. Who's Davis Bertans? Um, he plays for the Wizards? Question mark. Okay, well, I, I think I know everybody else. Zach Levine's gonna embarrass himself. He picked the wrong contest. Should have went to the dunk contest. Get a rematch with Aaron Gordon. Um, but with that being said, I'm gonna be super vanilla here, and I'm gonna pick Trey Young to win. Uh, the favorite. I know it's lame. But I literally don't see anybody else on this list that, that can beat him in this contest. Uh, maybe besides, like you said, Joe Harris, who's the reigning champion. I, just, I don't see a lot of back-to-backs unless your name's Steph Curry. Um, so I'm going to go with Trey Young here. So I'm going with Joe Harris, the reigning champ. And my reasoning or my evidence is because I found open look three-point percentage so that's with defenders six feet or beyond you. Trey Young has taken one an astronomical amount of open looks three pointers this season. He's forty five percent at an eighty four out of one eighty three. He's taken one hundred eighty three open look threes this year. And then Joe Harris is fifty two percent, but he's only taken eighty two. But Joe Harris has the best open look three point percentage uh, in this contest. So that's who I'm taking reigning champ too. Okay. Okay. Don't hate it. Um, so, fun fact, you can actually bet on those first two. This next one, I just found out when I was researching this, Travis. The slam dunk contest, you cannot bet on. Because U.S. sportsbooks aren't offering it because, the, because they said the outcome is not decided from, like, an actual scoring system because it's judges-based. So, sports. But so is the UFC. I get it, but this I feel like they feel like the dunk contest is like you got all these celebrities throwing up tens and stuff. So you can at if you can find a sports book online that's gonna offer the slam dunk contest, go for it. But from what I found, they are not offering it anywhere. But anyway, you have your four you have your four contestants. You got Aaron Gordon coming back into it at plus one thirty, Derek Jones Jr. at plus one sixty five, Pat, um, I can't say this guy's last name, Connaughton. Connaughton. Connaughton at plus 365, and Dwight Howard coming back after a long, long absence at plus 475 went into the Superman thing and fucking kissed the backboard. So, uh, Yeah, I don't think there's any choice but to pick the favorite Aaron Gordon here. He was jobbed when he lost his athletic. He got robbed. Yeah. Robbed. He's easily the most athletic. Such a – I mean, he can jump. He's just absolutely jacked out of his mind. Plus 130, still good odds. I'm taking him for sure. Yep, I agree. I agree also. So, um, I mean, yeah, he got a job. He's coming back for revenge. He's definitely going to win this one. So, that's your Saturday night NBA All-Star Game slate. Moving into Sunday, um, you got the All-Star Game. You got Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, And, I mean. uh, It's not even going to be close. Dude, this is bad. Like, they got the draft back and forth. What was Giannis thinking? I have no idea. I mean, it was it was not pretty. Giannis's starters are him, Embiid, Siakam, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young going up against LeBron, AD, Kawhi, 
Luca and James Harden. Like, that is just <laughs> that is just like even the reserves, like the LeBron's reserves are Dame Lillard, Ben Simmons, Jokic, Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and Sabanis. And fucking Giannis's are Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty good, but I, it's just like you look at the superstar stack team that LeBron has, and it doesn't even compare to Giannis's. We don't have the spreads or over under yet. You can almost always bet on the over in the we'll say, No matter what it is, bet the over and whatever the spread is, bet on LeBron. That's that. That's what I'm gonna do. If we're able, if it comes out and we're able to actually do it, I'm betting on LeBron's team. I'm gonna parlay it with the fucking over. Because right. that that's got to be like almost a guarantee. You would think so. Yeah. Unless the one thing I can see is LeBron's team fucking around too much and trying to get cute with shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, they always do. So you can never really trust it. But either way, LeBron's team looks way good. So that's all we have in terms of what we have planned for you. Jared said he was going to throw something at me. I'm throwing a Mount Rushmore again. We haven't, we haven't had one of these. Oh, in a God. While. Haven't even thought of it. Don't even know what it is. Have we done a Mount Rushmore of sports movies? I don't think we have. Do you need do you need time to think about this? Sports movies. Yeah. The reason why I was watching this is because my wife and I were watching the Sandlot at dinner. All right. No, we uh let's do it. How need time? Because that's your true Mount Rushmore is the ones you can think off. Right? Top of your head. So my first one, 100%, is going to be uh, Varsity Blues. Ooh, love that. Love that. Mine's, mine's Sandlot. That's my first one. Not because I was watching it, but that's one of my favorite mov- uh, movies of all time. So Sandlot. For- um, Moneyball is my second one. Moneyball is also on mine as well. I love I love me some Moneyball. So I got two baseball movies, Money Moneyball and Sandlot. Mine actually are all – might be baseball movies. All of them? Maybe, yeah. Um, third one, classic. Haven't seen it in forever. It's going to be Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year is a great one. So yours is another baseball yes. movie. Mine is Field of Dreams. Ooh, good one for the right audience. Very boring. It can be, Very, but you have to playing. Playing at the Field of the Dreams field this summer. Yeah, I know. You have to be a real big baseball fan to like that movie. And well, yeah, you really, really do. Because um, otherwise, you're just going to be like, this movie is super boring. But I chose Rookie of the Year. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's so quotable. Yeah. It is. Um, Rosenbaga. Either way, four. Number four this is a tough one because there's a lot of movies floating out there. I know. Me. I know. I, I think I have – I have a couple options in my head. I want to go for four. I don't know if I should have done Sandlot and Moneyball back to back, but Moneyball is definitely up there. I've seen it so much. The Sandlot's just a classic. But what's I your four? I think for me, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie. It's a great one. It's I was one. between that. My honorable mention was Remember the Titans. You, you made you made the right choice in Friday Night Lights. I think it's better. Billy Bob Thornton is phenomenal in that movie, and the guy that plays Booby Miles is phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, I just want to play football, coach. <laughs> I want to uh, play football. Damn, dude. What's your fourth? That leaves me in a tough bind. Damn, we're in a tight spot. Oh shit! I just had it. I just had it in my head, and I lost it, dude. What the fuck? 
All right, my fourth one is going to have to be... You said it was a baseball movie. Yeah. Major League? I think it was Major League. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had it down, but I also have a lot of... I have a lot of honorable mentions out there. I mean, you have Semi-Pro. Got, oh, man. Semi-Pro is a good one. Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. You got fucking... I mean, just a ton of them out there, but... If like I have, if there's four sports movies, I'm I'm gonna sit down and I can watch from start to finish, no problem. And you also got like Coach Carter and like things like that. Oh man, dude, how do you forget? How did I forget about Coach Carter? Coach Carter is one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, but it's like sports movies, like for me, I'm just the baseball guy through and through. So I have to go with, you know, Sandlot, Moneyball, Field of Dreams, and Major League. So those are my four favorites. You said Rookie of the Year, which is a great one, by the way. That's one that people always forget about. Oh yeah, for sure. So that was that was that, that was off the dome. I've like one of these days we'll just have to rank them. We'll have to like rank our like top twenty sports movies. But that was off the dome, very um, last minute and spur of the moment. But that's gonna do it for episode sixty-seven. So uh, make sure you tune in to the XFL and NBA All Star Game All Star Weekend. Um, yeah, we're just going to keep rolling with the punches and trying to figure out some talk about for the week. Uh, XFL has proven to be good to us so far. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.